everybody. From Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. <laughs> I'm Frank Feldman. And this is Chris Lemon here. And coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking, well, we're going to get to know Chris a little bit better in the second half of the show. Um, but we're also going to be talking about that nasty uh, national motto of ours and God we trust uh, and uh, a, a recent, uh, some recent observations that um, our, our guest host, Chris Lemon, uh, has had. Uh, so welcome to the show, Chris. This is a first. Thanks, everybody. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. The Chris Lemon, for all of you out there, is one of my favorite people. Huh. Frank, that's a dear thing to say. Yeah. You uh, sweet talker. <laughs> we've known each other for years at this point. You're just blowing sunshine up my ass because I waived my podcast fee. <laughs> Uh, about 15 years or so, yeah. right? We've yeah. been friends. Um, we've worked on a couple films together. Um, and uh, One time you made me go get a Snickers for you <laughs> because you were so hungry while we were working on a film. You forced me. No, that was... You we, ordered, we were at a film festival yeah. and uh, I, was, I was hungry. And apparently I was your assistant. <laughs> Be that as it may. Um, yeah, so, uh, we'll, we'll be getting to all of that later on. Um, but yeah, you've, you've got a story to start us off with, right? Sure. Um, yeah, I was going over some, some I'm just looking through some stories today and I'm a student up at the U currently. Uh -huh. And so this one kind of, uh, you know, it kind of stood out to me. It's, um, okay. it comes from religionnews.com. Okay. And it talks about a study that was done over i think 70 like 78 75 to 78 different christian universities and institutions of higher learning oh dear god yeah so the student <laughs> press did this study and it came I'm out sure the findings are awesome <laughs> oh, yeah. the findings came out on may 1st so just okay. um recently okay um and it shows that more than three out of four student editors for mm -hmm. um newspapers at Christian universities and uh, institutions. Mm -hmm. Three out of four student editors that were surveyed said that school officials had pushed them to alter or pull a story. Really? So that means that a lot of information isn't getting out to student bodies. Yeah. Of, um, of, of just what's happening at, um, at campuses. And the study uh, went on further to say that almost half of those student editors feel that they are being censored by someone who is not a student at, oh. that, <laughs> at that organization. So it also went further, and it brings up questions, Frank, like, um, are these students getting an appropriate education? Well, no, they're at a Christian university. <laughs> <laughs> How could they? <laughs> oh my god that just reminded me one time i when i was working as a flight attendant that's i was a jack of all trades i've done a uh -huh. little bit of everything uh -huh. yeah i was working as a flight attendant and i was working with this one woman and she had just finished her bi degree in biology okay and i asked her where she went and she told me some some school that i'd never heard of and i was like uh -huh. oh tell me about that school and she told me it was an ev evangelical school oh okay and i said but how i go how did you I, I i i was so confused i was like but how did they teach you biology i mean if they didn't i mean did they teach you about evolution and she said well no because evolution doesn't exist and i said <gasps> no she, yes, didn't. she did and i said then you didn't get a biology degree <laughs> but i digress anyway <laughs> 
So uh, apparently many students um, across the country that are attending Christian uh, universities and uh, religious universities are concerned that they're not receiving proper education, especially in journalism, just because what they're being taught in their journalism classes about ethics and integrity of journalism is then being counteracted by what their institutions are doing. So groups of religious folk... These leaders of these these schools or administrators, mm-hmm. faculty, whatever, religious folk are sort of they have they're ethically challenged. <laughs> they have, they, it might be a bit of a broad <laughs> statement, but I think have, it's one I can get behind. <laughs> a bit of a generalization, but sure, sure. Yeah, I think um, you're right. Hmm. All right doesn't necessarily come as a surprise but what does come as maybe not a surprise but what this what this raises for me is what are they hiding like what what are these stories that they don't like these you know because you know more in in mormonism mormons are always very concerned about what's edifying right Right. or what what's uplifting right right? and is that the the sort of the same sort of thing here that that like the these these are a little bit downer of stories you know Oh no 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 no! We can't do a story about, you know, such and such professor and their, you know, sexually assaulting a student. Right. That's just not uplifting. Right. That seems like. A, but those are important stories that need to be told on college campuses. Yes. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. So, and but if you whitewash the whole the, the the news that's getting out to the student body, you're you're creating this false idea of security, what, even. A, a false sense of security, and a false idea about what their campus life is actually like and what the world is and what the world is because like. that I'm sorry that's what a university is supposed to do it's supposed to teach you about the world yes exactly so if, yeah. if, if you're if more than three quarters of student editors at these universities are saying they're being censored that's an mm-hmm. issue that is you know and but it's completely legal because they're all private organizations right right because like if at the University of Utah, they can't censor the the, the, the school paper. They could to some extent. Can they? Um, according to the article, um, yeah, it was. There is to some extent they uh-huh. can, but no, they really can't. I mean, so, I mean, so, I mean yeah. <laughs> that's so illuminating, Chris. <laughs> Please I'd tell me to, more. I'd have to go about back. In, I'd have to go back into the article, but but. Um, <laughs> It, no, they they. <laughs> I am so prepared to be on this podcast. No, you're doing great. Thank you. Thanks for being here, Chris. Just keeping the seat warm, Dan. Just keeping the seat warm. Hope you're enjoying wherever Aww. you're at. Yeah. Um. Well. Okay. Well, I'll move on. Is that okay? <laughs> let, let, let's, you, did, you, you, you did great, but let's move you on. You don't even like my stories. <laughs> That's no, it. I only brought one. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. Um, well, I'd like to move on to a story from Missouri. Um, it'll come as probably no no surprise to to most people. Um, Missouri is one of those one of them red states. I don't think you're pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> Missouri. Missouri. Is that is that how the locals? They do say Missouri there. Do they? They do. Are you sure? Yes. Are we gonna get nasty nasty emails? Well, I. Well, saying, I could be wrong. Saying but that, no, we don't. I'll take the heat. No, I've been there, and oh. they do say Missouri at least. Okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, I'm sure some people say Missouri. There are cosmopolitan mm-hmm. areas in Missouri. 
But <laughs> anywho, I don't it, know that the, the, the focus of this story is necessarily from a very cosmopolitan area. Um, I'm talking about one representative, state representative, uh, Tilla Hubricht. Attila? No, just Tilla. Attila? <laughs> Tilla Hubricht, um, who has uh, called pregnancy by rape God's silver lining. The fuck? <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, God, God's silver lining, yeah. end quote. Yes. God's silver lining. Uh, apparently, Missouri right now, uh, the, the state legislature is um, taking the first steps toward amending the state constitution to define uh, fetuses uh, constitutional rights. Um, they're trying to define unborn human children at every stage of biological development uh, as uh, having a protected right to life. So no, nobody could get an abortion ever. Essentially. Essentially. Uh, she also doesn't like contraception, which I always find to be just such a contradiction, right? Like, let, let us prevent some abortions, right? Let's, well, that's what let, contraceptions are for. I mean, right. For example, Planned Parenthood, which, right. you know, which all everybody on the right fucking hates. Right. They actually prevent much, many more abortions than they provide, right? Exactly. For example. Yeah. I mean, I just don't get, I'm sorry to interrupt your story about Tilla. No, it's fine. How do people on the right not see, <laughs> like, an ounce of prevention is worth, you know, a pound of cure? I know. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. Tell us, I, tell I, us, tell, tell us, us more. Tell us more about this horrible person <laughs> that thinks that rape is God's silver lining. Yeah, um, so here's a quote. Uh, it is not up to us to say no, just because there was a rape, they cannot exist, the fetuses. Yes, actually, um, according to the Supreme Court, it is up to that woman. To- um, sometimes bad things happen, horrible things, but sometimes God can give us a silver lining through the birth of a child. This is one of the, the every every baby is just so precious and whatnot. No. Well, but also babies are horrible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, babies yeah. are dicks, and then they grow up to be people. So, still dicks, still dicks. Uh, when God gives life, He does so because there's a reason. No matter what, I've met and talked with different people who have been conceived by rape. There's a reason for their life. Gross. This woman is gross. She's disgusting. And yeah. and just the absolute lack of sensitivity towards what a woman who has gone through rape is going through mm-hmm. and the, the trauma and the trauma of the idea of just bringing a baby into the world from a rape. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah. No, I know. Um, so this is, uh, I I mentioned that as part of a process to get a a constitutional amendment, uh, uh, in front of the, the, the population, like the, the people will have to vote on this, Yeah, but it has passed the house and it's moving on to the Senate. Um, and it passed, um, one ten to 37. So those Missouri policymakers are, yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Um, we will. We will. We'll see. Let's. Well, this is one to watch. Yeah. You know what? We'll have to see what Isn't happens. Missouri, right Missouri. on the Mississippi. 
It is. Should yeah. have, we should put all 131 of, 110 of them on a raft and just send them out to sea. <laughs> There's a silver lining to that. Yeah. Maybe you could just have like, um, cause you know, like on the Mississippi, right? They have like the casino uh, barges. Oh, the barges, yeah. Couldn't you just have an, abo- an abortion barge? <laughs> just... <laughs> well, but here's the thing. It's it's a moot point, whatever whatever Tilda the Han Hubrecht says in Missouri. <laughs> right. it's, it's, a, it's moot because abortion is legal in the United States. Yes. And... But they don't want it to be. And they're doing everything they can to limit women's rights to determine... What's best for their own bodies? Yes, their own health. The decisions about their own bodies, their health, their futures. Uh, there, there's so many that's so much that's wrapped up in, in into this one decision, and 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 it's that woman's right. And you know what I would like to, to be, be focusing on instead of focusing on not allowing these women that um, these rape survivors mm-hmm. not allowing them an abortion. Maybe we should be focusing on testing the rape kits and catching the fucking rapists. That's a different issue, Chris. <laughs> I know, right? <clears throat> but maybe that's where we should be putting no, our yeah, energy and our clearly. legislation, not to yeah. be a dick. Yeah. I mean, what well, do I know? I mean, these people watch um, The Handmaid's Tale and go, they think it's like a fantasy, right? They're, they're like, no, that's, no, how, can, gonna, how can we get that here? No, well, we're going you know? to be getting that here. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. You want me to share a story? Yes, please. So, um... The Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints, the Mormons. Yes. Um, I grew up Mormon, and we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, this last Tuesday, just a few days ago, they have decided that they are going to sever ties with the Boy Scouts of America. Ah. The Mormon Church has been uh, linked with the Boy Scouts of America for the past hundred years. Yeah, yeah. So, it's so been, this, yeah, go ahead. It's been an important part of, you know young Mormons growing up our, our experience Pu- puberty yeah. adolescence it was, yeah. it's uh, like I loved scouts it was yeah. a lot of fun I did not love scouts <laughs> we had a very different um, experience really? with scouting yeah well, I loved it oh. I loved the uniform Ew. I loved <laughs> the Ew. little sash with all the little merit badges on it oh. and the little pins and the neckerchief. Oh, the uniform. Oh, I got to tell a quick story real fast. Okay. Okay. So I'm just interjecting. So because I grew up Mormon, right? So I did Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts. Um, there was one time in the second grade, I had Miss Olson and it was after lunch and she wouldn't let me go to the bathroom. Okay. And we had our desks in a U, right? So everybody could see everybody. We right. Just in a big U. Right. And I had to go to the bathroom, so I went up to Miss Olson, and I was like, Miss Olson, I've got to go to the bathroom. And she said, no, we just had lunch, so you can't go to the bathroom. So I, I asked her like three times, at least I was eight years old. So I then went back to my chair, and I sat down, and I proceeded to pee my pants. <laughs> and everybody in the class was just like, Chris is peeing his pants. And oh, no. So then my teacher goes... Oh, go to the rest, go to the bathroom. And I remember thinking in my little eight year old head, like, oh, now you're telling me to go to the bathroom now. (laughs) So I promise this has to do with scouting. (laughs) So I I was waiting, crying in the bathroom of my elementary school. And then I hear my mother's voice, Chris, Chris calling to me. So I go out there and she has brought me a change of clothes. And so she gives me my Cub Scout uniform and she says, Oh, no. You have den meeting after school, so I just figured you could change into this and go straight to den meeting. 
Do you know how fucking mortified I was to go back to my second grade class in my Cub Scout uniform after I had (laughs) pissed myself? And by the time I got back to my class... Where my chair was, they had moved all the chairs to the side because they were having singing time. They were having singing time. <laughs> and where my chair, my, where my desk was, they had put a big carpet remnant. <laughs> because there was so much pee there. Just hiding your shame. So, and just the shame of having to wear my Cub Scout uniform. Oh, that's the, the worst. Oh, it was the worst. You weren't proud that you were a Cub Scout? No. You were a bear. So needless to right. say, wasn't, wasn't I thought a cub, a weeblow. A weeblow. A weeblow. If there that's not wolf. erotic. There was a wolf. Yeah, a bear. Wasn't that one of the... I don't know. Otter? <laughs> An otter. <laughs> what is this? A, what is this? Scruff? <laughs> Which is a dating app for those who don't know. A gay dating app. So anyway... The Mormons have had this love affair with the Boy Scouts of America for a hundred years. Yeah. Okay. They really venerate their values and qualities and whatever. So according to the Salt Lake Tribune today, the Utah-based faith is creating its own programs for girls and boys according to its press release that came out on Tuesday. Okay. Okay. So it's to help them, and I quote, discover their eternal identity Build character and resilience, develop life skills, and fulfill their divine roles as daughters and sons of God. (laughs) Only Mormons could figure out how to make growing up Mormon even more boring. It's going to be even (laughs) shittier. I mean, the Boy Scouts, in my opinion, were pretty (laughs) shitty. So appropriate activities will be determined by local leaders, Uh families, and even the young people themselves <laughs> so to customize good. their efforts while providing service opportunities and activities, fostering yeah. healthy relationships Gross. and supporting communities. Gross. So it will replace all existing activity programs for girls and boys, uh, young women and young men. Um, mm. So yeah, they're getting rid of it completely and starting their own program. Frank, is it interesting to you at all that this is happening? It's almost like the timing of this is just a little weird. Oh? Well, th- just a couple of years ago, the Boy Scouts of America started allowing gay, gay boys, mm-hmm. gay young men to participate in activities mm-hmm. and trips. Yeah. yeah. And then more recently, gay adults have been allowed to participate as leaders and guides for, right. for kids. Right. And even more recently, girls have been allowed. Uh oh. Yeah. That that, <laughs> that was a step too far. <laughs> that one. I don't know. I think it's all pretty interesting because the LDS Church more recently has doubled down with their um, kind of stance on on gay people. There mm-hmm. were a couple dog whistles that they let out at the last general conference. So it yeah. just seems to me like it's interesting that. Um, as the Boy Scouts is striving to be more inclusive, mm-hmm. that the LDS Church is digging their heels in with their exclusivity, right? So, I mean, that's yeah, yeah, and and they are. I I find it actually kind of shocking on some level that they are, um, that that they that they don't see the parallels with what's going on right now to when they were denying blacks the priesthood, for example. 
right? That they're digging in their heels. They are going to be way behind the curve for a long time. They're going to um, significantly tarnish their public image. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, they've been living in a PR nightmare for years. Right. But it's going to continue to get even worse uh, as they continue to be even more and more outside the mainstream and outside the the, the norm um, of, of life in, in North America, right? And... Uh, and they don't see it. They don't see it coming. They don't see the fact that in however many 10, 15, 20 years, they will be rewriting the temple ceremony. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> and they are going to be doing a massive uh, reform of, of, of their doctrine and, and their whole view on, on uh, family and the afterlife and relationships. And they are going to have to find a place for gay men and, and, and women in the church. But you yeah. had a good experience in Boy Scouts. I loved it. Hmm. Yeah. That was a tangent. You see, it was, but we, I mean, we're fine. We're back to where we yeah. were. <laughs> and, um, I don't know. It felt, it felt perfect for me in, mm-hmm. in not perfect. I, what I mean is it felt perfect for the LDS church mm-hmm. in my view, just because I felt excluded at the Boy Scouts just mm. because I wasn't, you know, I wasn't really into camping. It wasn't my thing. Right. I wasn't interested in woodworking or any of that shit. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, I don't know. I, was, I loved it. Good. But I think it's also a really good thing. It's a good thing for the church. Well, it's a, it's a good thing for the BSA. Boy Scouts of America is better off without the Mormons. Well, clearly. So. It was a millstone. <laughs> it was. <laughs> because they can't, like... They were trying to modernize, well, right? I, They've sure, been trying to modernize. I'm sure the Boy Scouts was even saying, hey, listen, you got to, we're getting with the game. You got to get with the game. Right. Yeah. So anyway, what, uh, what else we got? What, what's... Well, I don't mean to be a downer, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> do you but, want me to do si- sound effects for your show from now on, Frank? No. No? No. Do you have, fine. Do you have a guy for that? <laughs> no. Hmm. It's it's not a position that we're looking to fill at this time. All right. Sorry, Chris. Go on. Um, all right. Well, let's go to Africa, Kenya, to be precise, um, where a group of Islamic leaders uh, have gotten together um, to um, support a national campaign to end female genital mutilation, or uh, FGM. As the article <laughs> likes to call it. There's an acronym for female genital mutilation. Yes, it's FGM. <laughs> would, you, would, would you be okay if we don't use that acronym? <laughs> it's, it, no, that's clearly what it's called. FGM. Okay. How, how, I just feel like it... I feel like it... How's your FGM? I know. It feels like... It's a little gross to, yeah. to act, act, make an just, acronym out of it. Oh. It's just, it's not a laughing matter, Frank. <laughs> of course not. Um, no, so female genital mutilation, we all have some sense of what it is. Um, and, uh, you know, we here at Thank God I'm Atheist are on record as being against male um, circumcision. Yes, absolutely. This is often called female circumcision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's It's... It's not even much more horrific than it's much more horrific circumcision. Um, it, 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 it leaves the woman 
uh, sort of sexually, um, what's the right word? Uh, incapacitated. I don't know if that's the right word, but like she's, she's left her, her, her nethers are in a condition that she'll never enjoy sex. Um, I believe they, don't they slice out the, the clitoris? Clitoris, yes, I believe they do. Um, and then there's other things involved as well to make it, uh, to take out, you know, sensation. Yeah. Um, but no, but, but what it is, isn't so much what's important about this article. Uh, what is important is that, um, this group of Islamic leaders in the area where it is practiced, uh, are coming out and saying, no, this is not an Islamic, um, activity. And in fact, we, Muslims should not be practicing this. Oh, the Quran huge. actually teaches against, uh, I think they call it cutting women. I don't know if that's just a euphemism for female genital mutilation or if it's they're just interpreting the the Quran uh what it's saying um to also lend uh its condemnation to the to the this practice. Um Well, it's about time. Yeah. So so and and this is something that like people will often um say that it's a, that it's an Islamic practice, right? And that that's actually not necessarily true. The, the 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 people of this region have been practicing some sort of female genital mutilation for time immemorial, right? Since not probably, just Muslims. Probably before Islam came into mm-hmm. the area, right? Um and yeah, the there's actually Christian groups uh in this area, smaller numbers, but there are also Christians that that practice this. Um, it's, it's a cultural, um, tradition. Um, so, um, it's, it's important to draw this distinction and, 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 and and that distinction is actually what's, what might lead them to be successful in their campaign against it, um, by having the clerics denouncing it, uh, in religious terms to their religious population that has confused it to be to be Islamic, a religious right. Yeah. Practice. Uh, um, hopefully they can make some, uh, some progress toward yeah, ending this process. Ew, that's disgusting. Yeah. The, um, let's see, was there, was there a quote here that I wanted to read? Um, I don't think so. It, anyway, it, it's, some, it's a topic that is worth bringing up from uh, time to time, I think, on the show. Oh, yeah. Uh, just to remind people that, it, it's, that it's out there, it continues. It's to, also interesting that you brought up that it is a cultural thing as well and that, that Christians are, are involved as well. That it's, mm-hmm. um, so it goes deeper than that. It's like just it's um, possession the, and you know, marginalization and oppression of women. Absolutely. Yeah. And gross. Yeah. The, these, uh, you know, th- this is, this is uh, similar in some ways to the, uh, you know, wanting to end uh, a woman's right to choose in this country. Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, the similarities are, are, I mean, there are similarities. Right. It, it's about control of the uh-huh. woman's body. It's about the woman not having agency to make mm-hmm. decisions for herself. Um, and well, and I, I mean, just the idea of how fucked up is it to take away somebody's sexuality? Because I firmly believe that 
sexuality, human sexual expression, you know, it's part of, it's part of being a human. It's part mm-hmm. of your human experience, mm-hmm. being able to enjoy sex, being able to discover sex mm-hmm. and explore it. I mean, if somebody took away my ability to enjoy sex, I'd be fucking pissed. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And what would you do if, if somebody actually... <laughs> what would I do? <laughs> Did. Well, I guess I wouldn't be having sex. <laughs> I mean, what would I, what I, what would I do? <laughs> I don't know. Chris. I'd cut their dick off. There you go. There you go. Tit for tat. Yeah. <laughs> Clap it right off. So, well, yeah, but that's this, that's, I, I, MG, I, 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 that's I, I, MGM. Yeah, and not Metro Goldwyn Meyer, but <laughs> male genital. I'm, I'm so, we, we were having such a good time. I'm sorry to have to have brought the the mood down. Yeah, that's kind of a drag. I don't like talking about <laughs> WGM. Wait, what, am I saying it wrong? Uh, FGM. 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 It's the worst. It's the worst thing. Yeah. Did you have anything else, or was that? I it? do have uh, yeah. one other story. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it's it's not as fun as what you just brought up. I mean, <laughs> what could be? I don't really? think that we're going to have the, you know, the the hysterics. No. Yeah. But did you were you aware that last Thursday was a uh, the National Day of Prayer? <laughs> OK. Did, no. Did you know? I don't pay attention to such things anymore, Chris. Well, that, that, that's part of my but it's the national past. day of prayer i know i i really should pay more attention so this is it's an important time every year it comes yeah every year there's some praying <laughs> just one day a year uh-huh. i wish it was one day a year well it's probably the only day that president trump prays <laughs> <laughs> it's possible right yeah so well anyway this year um was no different uh but he President Trump yeah. signed an executive order last Thursday um, <laughs> declaring a religious liberty order. Okay. So, he so is, he's ordering us to be religiously free? Yes. It's an executive <laughs> that, order. This is what yes. he's saying. He's, creating, he's wasting his time mm-hmm. to say that we are free. Because what's funny is that there's actually That's, an amendment to the Constitution <laughs> That actually provides. Yeah, but he doesn't know that. It's the First Amendment. He is unaware of that. It was Chris. the first one they did. <laughs> so it's the most important. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's the most important, but it's yeah, it's it, the most important. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's the most yeah. important. Okay, I'll go back. I mean, I'm not a lawyer. Or I have not studied jurisprudence, but I do think the First Amendment is probably the most important. But at mm. any rate, we already have that to protect people of of faith, right? That they get to have that faith. So, um, on Thursday, he, President Trump, um, signed this order entitled the Establishment of a White House Faith and Opportunity Initiative. Okay. So, he's, he's creating a faith, a White House Faith and Opportunity Initiative. I just had to say it twice because it's so fucked up. So, <laughs> basically, there's going to be somebody that will be appointed. They haven't been appointed yet, but they will uh-huh. be an advisor oh. of this organization. Okay. okay? okay. Of, the, uh, of the Faith Opportunity Initiative. And if I go on into the article, um, the office will, according to President Trump, the office will help ensure that faith-based organizations have equal access to government funding and an equal right to exercise their deeply held beliefs according to the Uh, huffington post that is what donald trump said last thursday 
So, well, um, religious, like if, if it's an actively religious, you know, group, that's whatever they're, they're trying to get federal funding for. They don't deserve it. Well, I mean, right? that's, they, they don't get it because they're like, our government doesn't fund <laughs> religious activity. Right. Now, if you want to know why? Because if, it shows favoritism to right. one certain religion. If it's if it's a group that uh, is running a soup kitchen or a halfway house or something of the sort, and they they keep the religion out of it, which of course these folks can't. They can't. They can't. <laughs> that can't but, exist. But, but if if let's just say they they wanted to do some good in the world and not expect anything back for it, um, then I'd be fine with them, even though it's technically owned by a church getting some federal you know funding but what about but but, but it, it, these lines cannot be crossed uh-huh. because we're all paying into this system right you me all the non-believers we're paying into it as well and we're 20 percent now well the nuns are 20 percent of uh the population in this country mm-hmm. right like we need some representation at this point yes we need we need to get together because uh, this week, I guess they or last week there was the um, the there was a secular caucus or something that just uh, formed in, in Congress. And I saw something about it. I think I think Dan actually talked about it last week oh, okay. on the show. Um, but um, so yeah, so but it's it's this small little caucus in in Congress, and I think there's one member of Congress who's actually like come out and is on record as being a non-believer one that's crazy out of what is political suicide still well to some extent to some extent i i honestly think that you know that's gonna start changing it will soon hopefully because this is untenable this i'm maybe this is unacceptable right and frank like like they are not under attack they're not losing anything <laughs> no they are right? not under attack we are we have they been are, under attack for a very long time they are the persecutor right and that is the fact right um, and so now they have to like double down on and and, and get more protection yeah, they already have protection they already have it and i mean what what gets me even further is to say like even your comment about the soup kitchens and whatnot getting yeah. funding no i even am going to put my foot down there because we already have we already have social pro, social welfare programs in place right. that are actually really effective, uh-huh. and um, we should be actually putting more money and energy and taxes into those programs instead of giving churches that don't pay taxes more breaks. That's just bullshit. Right. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right. Well. Well, and uh, I wanted to share one thing. Uh, Lambda Legal. Um, oh. Uh, an organization that I really stand behind what do they do well they um support uh first amendment rights particularly for people in the lgbt community gotcha so yeah okay um, cool. but they let out a a twitter they put out a twitter they uh, tweeted oh is that what you say <laughs> yeah uh, they twatted <laughs> it's they, probably they, more appropriate <laughs> they let a, a they let out a tweet <laughs> <laughs> That's how you let out a tweet these days. (laughs) 
Chris. So they said, um, freedom of religion is absolutely a core value of our nation. What we are concerned about uh, is the weaponization of that right. Weaponization that allows for the, for and encourages discrimination and harm. Religious freedom is not freedom to discriminate. So Beautiful. That's absolutely perfect. Well, all right. If you... Uh if any of you out there would like to join the conversation, uh, maybe share some some uh, personal stories about discrimination. You can give compliments to me. <laughs> or if you'd like to tell Chris how well he did today, uh, you can uh, email us. Podcast at thankgodimatheist.com is uh, our email address. You can also call us and leave a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424 666 Eight four four two. Uh, find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Um, and while you're there on Facebook, please search for the TGIA members only lounge request to join. It's a closed group, but that's what keeps it civil. Hey, Chris. Yes, Frank. Um, do you like listening to clips of audio? It's my favorite thing. <laughs> do you like uh, douchebag Christian conservatives saying awful, horrifying things? Because uh, I got one for you, oh, you if oh. you like that. Oh, that, yeah. Oh. Uh, Brian Fisher. Who's Brian Fisher? Brian Fisher is a conservative talk show host. Does, um, he, has, does he have notoriety? He does. Um, his big thing, he loves to talk about the Constitution. I think he might have been like a... Uh, I don't know if he has an actual legal background, but he likes to think he does, maybe. Huh. Or maybe he does. One of those. Yeah. Uh, he he talks a lot about um, sort of, he, he's pro-America, you know. Guns, America. First Amendment, freedom of religion. Fuck the guys. Yeah, exactly. All of that. And he likes to turn whatever sort of the liberal consensus is on you know, uh, an issue okay. that where we're claiming that the constitution says something, right. That it does say some right that is guaranteed and universally understood. You mean something like how the fourth amendment says that you can't take my property, you know, until I'm convicted, but yet Jeff Sessions is doing just that <laughs> to people right now in this country. You mean kind of like that? Maybe. Okay, well, let's have a listen. All right. I, I, he has an interpretation of the First Amendment. Oh, but, the, but okay. That's going to be fun. Okay? I can't wait. <laughs> Just want to finish up on our conversation about whether Wiccans, that is, worshipers of the devil, followers of witchcraft, whether they have First Amendment rights under our Constitution. And the answer is that they do not. The blunt, simple, direct, straightforward answer is that Wiccans do not have First Amendment rights, nor do Muslims nor do Jews, nor do Native Americans, nor do Rastafarians, nor do any practitioners of any other religion other than Christianity. Because Joseph, and again, I'm just quoting Joseph's story, so this is not my idea. Uh, I didn't come up with this idea. This is Joseph's story, the eminent historian of the First Amendment and the Constitution. Look what the Founding Fathers were driving at here in the First Amendment. They weren't even considering Islam. They weren't even considering Judaism. They weren't even considering Native American religions. All they were dealing with, all they were considering was Christianity. So whatever the First Amendment is about, whatever protections it extends in the federal constitution, those were just for 
Christianity. So Christianity has First Amendment rights under the federal constitution. No other religion does. Well, them's fighting words. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah, nobody, Chris. They, they, they didn't have it in their mind, right? They, they, only wanted, they were only thinking about Christians. Right. <laughs> well, and they weren't thinking about Rastafarians. <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. and Wiccans. That was good, right? First of all, Wiccans. Uh, I don't think that they identified themselves as devil worshippers because I don't think that they worship. That I mean, I, I just think that his definition of Wiccan is incorrect. Okay. Let me just focus on that first. Okay. All right. Um, and. How did Native... Wait, I, I guess... And then Native to Ameri throw Native Americans in there. Well, Native American uh, faiths. Okay. Oh, because... Religious practice of Native Americans. You know, like, uh, Native Americans will claim uh, that, that, that peyote, for example. Okay. That, they, that there should be an exemption for them to be able to take peyote as part of their spiritual experience. There should experience. be an exemption for all of us to take peyote. <laughs> well, be that as it may. Um, but they've, they, they've argued that right, and they have that right. And he's saying, no, the, the, the founders were not thinking about Native Americans when, when, they, when they talked about well, freedom of religion. were they? Because here's the question. Like Native Americans, for example, did not get the right to vote or right to citizenship until 1924, I think. Really? Yes. You have that fact? Yeah. Wow. I'm impressed. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but um, anyway, this guy, what's his name? Brian Fisher. Brian Fisher. Mm -hmm. He sucks a fat schlong. <laughs> I, I hate him. Yeah. And he he's hateable. Yes. I I just don't, I don't get how um I don't get where he kind of pulled this out of like well so I I think this is all sort of this original intent mm -hmm. argument that a lot of people have about the the constitution and the framers of the constitution that 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 we should all be tied down by what their world was like. <laughs> In the 1700s. But also, that's right? kind of what's so cool about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights is that uh, amendments, right? That the, the whole idea is that right. it's changeable. They built into this document that they want to, to seal up and keep, you know, all nice and tidy in this, like, 18th century idea mm -hmm. of, of whatever it was supposed to be. But the document itself explains and sets out a process whereby we can change it. Right. Any part of right. it is I, up for revision. Always. Right. I mean, that's the whole, although that is what um, the United States government is. It's all about being able to change. It's in morph, right. you know, morphing and right. evolving. But, so he, all he's doing is he doesn't, he doesn't embrace that mm -hmm. idea at all. It's because he's a racist. I mean, that's another thing <laughs> that I need to focus on. That's another thing that I feel like I'm letting slide. He's a racist yeah. fucking turd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean... Right, it, you, this, this you, is, you know, this, when he was talking about not, Wiccans, I was like, ha, 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 ha. But then he said Jews and Native Americans, and I was like, yeah. fuck off, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, Brian Fisher does not pass... My, um, would I want him, uh, uh belonging to the same HOA oh, test? You, you wouldn't invite him over for dinner or anything? <laughs> no, no. This guy and I would be 
you know, going to blows at HOA meetings. So if you, but if you two were at the bar, what would you talk about? Like if you were playing darts or something, just you and I forget it. I keep forgetting Brian his Fisher. name. Brian Fisher. I, I wish I could forget his I name. I fucking refuse to remember <laughs> this Dick Holt's name. I will not. No, but now I know it. Brian Fisher. But you know what? You know what a Fisher is? What? It's a hemorrhoid that is like broken, right? Oh shit! <laughs> I think it's spelled that differently. Right? Well, yeah, no, no, no. Yes, you're right, Brian. Broken hemorrhoid. Fisher. <laughs> it's a. He's a pop hemorrhoid. It's uh, fantastic. So, um, and I, it's just, it, but where does he get this stuff? That's also the thing. Like, how are you? So, I mean, we have a Supreme Court, actually, that reviews the Constitution, you know, on a weekly basis. They're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) They're wrong, Chris. Well, and then just think of the think of not just the Supreme Court, but all the federal courts that I mean, it's just absolutely insane (laughs) that this one guy has the answer. Right. I know. And that I've never heard this stuff, but yet. From him, he's right. He's right. <laughs> he's right. Yeah. No, of course he is. He's, uh, he's a very fact, famous and influential man. And it kind of just pisses me off anytime somebody says something like about Native Americans. I'm like, okay. Was, was that the one that pushed yeah, you too it far? Did. It did. I was just like, fuck you, you, you white asshole. Like, like yeah. as if the Native American, if, as if the indigenous population hasn't already endured enough. Like, <laughs> now they have to endure saying, Brian Fisher. Now Fish you're work. saying they can't even have their fucking peyote? Right. <laughs> God, uh, that's a step too far. That's too much. All right, well, we're gonna move on. Chris is visibly yeah. I don't distraught like. Here. I don't like Brian Fish. What? Um, <laughs> so if if one of so if one of our dear listeners was interested in listening to Brian Fisher, where would you find him? <laughs> uh, YouTube. Just YouTube. It. Yeah, you, you you could just search. search Does he have a lot Fisher. of gems out there? Oh, yeah, the man's have, full of them. Have you used him on the show before? Oh, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, out of all of your Brian Fisher um, moments, what which one has been your most memorable? Uh, this one, because it's the one I can remember. <laughs> I don't remember the other ones. I, I choose not to remember much of what Brian Fisher has to say. The fun ones, Chris are uh jim baker oh, yeah. with his new wife Lori. oh oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah I, that's all she does jim baker looks like an elf <laughs> and and then uh there's jim baker oh pat robertson no, i'm thinking pat robertson pat robertson pat, looks yeah. like an elf pat robertson uh <laughs> he's the gift that keeps on giving but he's so old now that he just like it's gonna be a sad day when he passes for, for thank God I'm atheist oh. <laughs> because we've had so much fun it's laughing, so at much him. fodder, so yeah. much material. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Brian Fisher comes around often enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and uh, let's see. At this point in the show, normally we would be doing like emails and uh, voicemails. Whenever one of us is out of town, Dan or me, uh, we tend to just skip that part of the show. Uh, that's our little special part of the show. 
Um, I'll, I'll, and, I'll uh, leave it to you. <laughs> I mean, and, heaven forbid I intrude on something that's so tender and special to you and Dan. God, well, fuck off. <laughs> wow. Just kidding. Sorry, really. Chris. <laughs> I just wanted to read the uh, email. <laughs> you are a guest here, Chris. <laughs> I have you lost, will abide I have, by our house rules. I have lost myself. <laughs> um... But, um, but I do want to just take a, a quick uh, moment uh, to mention our Patreon campaign. Um, if, uh, you, if you enjoy the show and you'd like to uh, support the show and gain access to some bonus content that we have uh, that we post on a regular basis, uh, you can do so by going to our website, thankgodimatheist.com, and clicking on the support tab. There's two options there. You can actually go to PayPal. That is a totally legitimate way um, to, uh, to support the show. Or you can go to Patreon. We have a campaign up and running, uh, goals, rewards, so forth and so on. Um, and uh, if you'd like to support that way, please do. Um, again, thankgodimatheist.com. All right. Um, well, we're going to take a quick break, and uh, and then we'll be we'll be right back. Okay. See you in a minute. Chris, Frank. Uh, so, in God we trust. That's that's kind of the the topic, the national motto uh, for the second half of the show. Um, and you came to me with this idea because of something that was on your mind. Yeah, you know what it is. Um, <laughs> it's just lately I've been noticing when I am driving mm-hmm. that the biggest assholes on the road the uh-huh. biggest motherfuckers that actually caused me to curse uh-huh. that caused me to you know say every expletive in the lexicon have a license have a license plate that uh-huh. is all the sim- like similar it just seems to me <laughs> that people on the road that are being dicks have an in god we trust license plate really yeah like legitimately well I mean, anecdotally, for sure. I mean, I haven't right. done any statistics or, you know, analysis on it. But, well, I, I mean, find that part of that, off part of that are entitled be Chris is that it's one of the three free options for license plates in Utah. Right. This is a couple of years old at this point. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember hearing about this. So well, I don't what, think we talked about it on the show. So I, um, the In God We Trust Utah, the state of Utah in 2013 decided to uh, make a specialty plate mm-hmm. and in God we trust option, but mm-hmm. you could pay $5 to get that plate right. and then put it on your car. Right. And uh, there are others available also for $5. Right. There's like a university of Utah one. Your alum- right. Right. The alumni association mm-hmm. one. There's uh like firefighters and paramedics can have one. There's one, uh, best friends, there's one the, for the best animal friends, adoption animal group. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you pay five bucks and, uh, and you get a little specialty plate. Right. You know, you get you get to kind of personalize what's on your car. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, so once, like I said, in 2013, they had, uh, the state had introduced this um, In God We Trust plate. Mm-hmm. But two years ago, in 2016, Governor Gary Herbert, he signed a bill that mm-hmm. went through the Utah State House and Senate um, that would allow... Anybody interested in getting this particular specialty plate, uh, plate, the In God We Trust, mm-hmm. to have that $5 fee waived. Right. So effectively, because Utah has always had two license plates that you could choose from. Right. They're both 
just i was about to say free but there's no extra fee for them they're just the standard utah license plate. usually one's a there's ski the, one and right. one's an outdoor theme right the, the arches well the, the southern utah and then sort of the northern utah right right yeah so but what what i find absolutely infuriating about this is that that that's a level of inequality right right so so the state of utah is basically favoring people that have a belief in god well doesn't that infuriate you infuriate you yes it does because to because i always thought and i have been seeing more and more of them and i didn't really know why because i missed the story because it's free because it's free now but there are so many fucking in god we trust license plates now and i don't want to see it <laughs> i'm serious I, it offends me it does yeah. it does i don't and maybe <laughs> well you do know that it's on all your money right well, that but, it is the oh, national but Frank, motto that's it, it's different that's no? different i find How? that I, f- I just find that different how is that different well um it's i guess it's on it's in your fucking wallet I, I don't know why it's different to me, but it's different to me. I feel like I am forced to see in God we trust, like every time I get in my car, uh. you know, and I guess somebody could say, well, don't drive or whatever. <laughs> but with the money, I don't notice it. But also, um, I, th- I believe, and I may be speaking out of school here, but I'm pretty sure that th- this national motto, right, in mm-hmm. God we trust was not a thing until the 1950s. Oh, Chris, the history of it doesn't matter. <laughs> Don't you oh, Chris, me. And of course, the history matters. Oh, Chris. You, 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 you full-on fucking school-marmed me right there. You should have seen... Y'all should have seen his face. Yeah, of course, the history matters. And you're absolutely right. Like, this, this came out of the Red Scare of the 1950s. I mean, I think it was already sort of an informal national motto of some kind that I don't know where it all appeared and this and that, but like it was out there. Right. But this is, so the pledge of allegiance, which is problematic to begin with, um, on so many different <laughs> levels, right? It just, just as a well, concept, and just as, exactly right. that's what I was going to say. It, just as an idea that we are having these little little children, just like I like I promise the cult of America. Yes, I yeah. promise to do whatever. I promise to do whatever the government, the flag says, the man. It's not. It's all just about the fucking flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States. Who the fuck cares about the, the flag? It's a symbol. Yeah. Who cares? Right. Like, you're right. Why isn't it pledge at least? I mean, it's an I, ugly I, flag. I, I, <laughs> and I still wouldn't agree with this, but why isn't it at least I pledge allegiance to the nation? Right. I mean, still, that's fucking nationalistic and creepy. Right. But right. at least it would make more sense. Right. But nonetheless. No wonder people are so. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no wonder yeah. people are so, like, got their, you know, panties in a twist over over the flag, right? And. Mm-hmm. Colin Kaepernick taking a knee. Yeah, at because NFL they're games. like they've they are brainwashed into the American cult, mm-hmm. the cult of the nation, right? This, but anyway, the but uh, the, the, they added under God, those just two words were added during the Red Scare, um, in order because it, it didn't say that and it made more sense without under God. I pledge allegiance to the to the to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands one nation indivisible with right. liber- like it's a, the nation that under God indivisible. It's just like, I, I don't right. 
And as a little kid, you think it's just invisible. (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't matter what the kid thinks because we're just telling them what to think. Yeah, exactly. But nonetheless, so appeared in the in the pledge they added it to the money and now states are you know the 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 christians are feeling their numbers dwindle and their influence dwindle and they are lashing out however they can what is it that they say so now they've put it on license plates you know equality for the oppressed feels like um oh no what is it oh shit i'm ruining it equality for the privileged Um, feels like oppression no, it's equality for the marginalized feels like oppression for the privileged. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that makes sense. And I totally screwed that up, <laughs> but you get the gist. <laughs> um, yeah, so, um, yeah, what do we do about this? Well, it was like, it's, it's uh, like, they will always be able to fall back on the line that it's the national motto that, that they're not actually promoting like faith. Although Herbert in his statement was talking about how important it is for us to rely on God. And that's, we should not be relying on the arm of man for, you know, leadership and, and, uh, direction in, in, in our state, we should be looking to God and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Whoa, that's fucking creepy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it has no place in the national discourse, even though it is a part of the national discourse, and has no place in, you know, our city uh, city council meetings. Right. And yet it, 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 it's it's there and it's infiltrated. It's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so but then it takes me to another issue. Like, so I'm going to the University of Utah. What if I want a University of Utah license plate? Why should I have to pay more money? than somebody that wants an in God we trust license plate. So because because I value my education mm-hmm. and my alma mater as much as somebody may value their faith, they're different values. Right. right? So why is one why is one uh, recognized by the government as being more worthwhile? I guess is, right. is my question. Their privileged position is all that matters to them. And 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 showing off that privilege, right? I mean, it's disgusting, and I, right? But that's that's what they do. I have nothing, you know, correlation, causation. I have nothing to prove this. But if you have an In God We Trust license plate, you're a bad driver and probably an asshole. <laughs> I said it. Yeah. That's my piece. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. I this have, is my truth. Yes, I have been meaning to say it. For a long time, and I'm really excited that I have a public platform that I can finally say that if you live in Utah... Well, why do you think that is, though? There's... I... You know what? I... Do you have theories? I can... Yeah, I have theories. Okay. I think, um, first of all, people in Utah that are religious are probably most likely belong to one certain organization, and that could probably um, instill a feeling of entitlement or... The entitlement to your lane. That's why they <laughs> cut you off. Don't you cut me off. Gosh darn it. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm not gonna cuss anymore, Adam. No. Because I see the in God we trust and it shames me, so I'm No. <laughs> oh you my heck. That's how Don't you cut me off. That's how you get to him. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so what are your thoughts about it? I, I guess. 
<sighs> I mean, it, it it seems like such a um, kind of a, a a petty issue, but I feel like it's more indicative of a culture, especially here in Utah. Well, you know, like again, until you pointed this out to me yesterday, right? Um, I did not know that it was the same price. And so this is, this is totally completely news to me and it, it's, I find it a little infuriating, um, because essentially you might as well just have a Christian cross or the angel Moroni or whatever it is on that license plate. Mm -hmm. What's the difference? There, There is no difference, right? The, in God, we trust sentiment is inappropriate as a national motto. Indeed. I mean, it just is. But then it brings up another issue. What about other organizations that would like to have a license plate that have been denied? Well, I mean, denied. I don't know that. But like, for example, I don't know if there's an LGBT license plate in Utah. I'm pretty sure there's not. I haven't huh. seen one, at least. I haven't. And, and I know knowing... enough <laughs> There would be so many. Oh, my God. They'd be all over the place. But you know what? They'd probably drive like assholes, too. Yeah. <laughs> just like stupid faggots. <laughs> That was Frank. <laughs> to all my gay brothers and sisters. <laughs> or, or like in Satan we trust. Yeah. Well, I mean, we should petition just to... I would pay five extra dollars. I would pay $500 for an in Satan we trust. 500 I still don't think they'll let you do it. Because they... Th- this is the state that wouldn't... Uh, Remember the state uh, legislator who had to fight to get... What was it? There was some phrase that he wanted on his license plate. And uh, they wouldn't give it to him. And he had to fight for it. I can't remember what it was. Was it something like nasty? No, because remember like Chris Butters... Butters. (laughs) Remember Chris Butters? Butters. I totally forgot about him. Referred to... I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Um, LeVar Christensen? No, no, no. The gay one. Scott McCoy. McCoy. Scott McCoy. Yeah, I remember right? him. So I think it was... <laughs> he was really paced. <laughs> I think it was Scott McCoy who, like, Chris Butters called that gay. The gay. The he gay. called him the, the gay. gay. Right? Yeah. And if I remember correctly, McCoy had to, like, fight to get the, the DMV to actually let him have the word gay, gay. <laughs> on his license plate. Because, because gay's offensive? Because it's offensive. Huh. Right. And so he had a fight for that. And he was a lawyer, so, you know, somehow he marshaled a good argument to, against the whole thing. And he got his license plate and it said, the gay. Well, that's a victory. Yeah. But so it's something sort of similar, right? That, like, they would fight it. If it's if it doesn't fit th- within their sort of you know worldview as being kosher and cool and you know whatever, they don't want it. How is gay a bad word? I don't know. Oh, I remember I was working at a hotel downtown a while ago. God, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. It was a long time ago, and the um, controller was this big Mormon dude, like 300 pound Mormon dude Mm -hmm. who actually came out to me later and 
as a as a homosexual. Oh yeah, as a oh. homosexual. <laughs> and he he kind of wanted me to be his, you know, like his in to the gay community. Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't happening. But um I do remember like when he he kept asking me about what it was like to be gay, but every time that he would say the word gay, he'd go, "So tell me about what it's like being gay." <laughs> like it would be a whisper. Do you want anybody here? I don't know. Just because because you can't say it, like right? Well, and it's like those times that you know I went to my parents' house and they introduced my boyfriend as my special friend or oh my god friend, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's awful. Why can't they just accept it? It is. It just is what it is. Well, bec- and, and I'm saying this about. Your family, when my well, family would be horrifying, <laughs> but no, minus I, my sister. There's something to be said about, and it's it's not just my family. It's you know, it's yeah. religious families across yeah. this across the world, right? You know, it's just I think religion in a lot of ways, <laughs> like if we don't talk about it, like if we pretend that it doesn't exist, then it mm-hmm. doesn't exist, mm. right? Even just you know, recently here in Utah, up until this year. You couldn't teach about you couldn't teach homosexuality. No, yeah. you couldn't even say that Oscar, in high school, in a it public was, high school, you couldn't say that Oscar Wilde was gay, right? Right. It was the no promo homo, right? Law. I mean, and how do you how do you talk about Oscar Wilde without talking about his sexuality, right? You know, and so that's a huge influence. And Utah's interesting. Um, we are the second most. Our um, our legislature, our policymakers, are the second most religious in the nation. I think second most to Mississippi. Oh, Mississippi! And, but ours sure. is different because most of ours belong to the same religion. Ninety-one percent of you, uh, Utah's policymakers are LDS. Ninety-one percent. That's horrifying. Well, that's that's awful because that doesn't represent the state. No, it doesn't in any way. Especially Salt Lake City. Well, right, but like. <laughs> Like what? It's about sixty percent now are active Mormons or Mormons oh, at all? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's that high in the whole state. I, I think I think it's about fifty fifty. Fifty fifty at this point. Well, even worse. I don't even that, think it could be that high, honestly, for active Mormons. I think maybe not active, I think but for Mormon, 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 right? It's got to be in that number somewhere. And why do they call it active? Isn't that like so offensive? Like. You're an active member, or you're an inactive member. Less active. Oh, yeah, when they got right. all PC about it. Yes, it's less active. <laughs> no, they're not I, inactive. I love when they're they get less active. I love their terms that they make up. Yeah. Same well, sex attracted. That one. That's a gem. Same right. sex attracted. No, the real gem was the the uh, the rape one. The non consensual oh, non consensual immorality. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, non-consensual immorality can lead to silver lining, <laughs> according to Taylor Hubrecht, policymaker from the great state of Missouri. 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 Um, oh, Chris. Oh, Frank, what? I was, I kept, I kept thinking about Missouri. Why, why is there a weird connection with Chris and Missouri? Because, and listeners of the show will know, because we actually played Rapture Watch. Oh, yeah. Where you were the person, you're the guy that on the phone. That is true. That was so many years ago. Yeah. You're the guy on the phone who calls in, and you say, I can't remember what you say your name is, but you're from Hannibal, Missouri. Oh. Yeah, it was so much fun. I'm such a ham. 
That was, I thought it was very, very, very funny. That was years ago. That was like 2008. When did you start the podcast? 2009? That was like six or seven years ago because it was. Yes, it was. It was not. Yes, it was. Okay. Because uh, we've been doing the show for like six and a half years at this point, which is, which blows my mind. And we did that like probably six to nine months before we started the show. Okay. So that was like, um, yeah, so that was like seven years ago. Crazy, right? It's amazing. Are you going to take it on tour again? Uh, we don't have any immediate plans to travel, but um, I know I know both Dan and I are open to the idea. My my job situation is less flexible now, so I'm not able to just up and go like I used to be able to, but... There's that. Um, yeah, but Chris, maybe we should just take a little minute to get to know Chris. Oh, yeah, who, anything. Who anything is you'd Chris? Like to know. Chris, you know, like you grew up LDS. I did. I knew very orthodox Mormon household. Really? You know, and it, that's a word I've started using to describe my household is orthodox because it was. You yeah. know, and I don't feel like I understood just how strict, right. my, uh, how strict of a Mormon household I was in until I grew yeah. up and left. And I still think that I'm... Still just kind of... Oh, it affects you for the rest... I mean, mm-hmm. I'm still affected by my crazy conservative Mormon upbringing. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah. You know? And it's... it's I mean, it is weird to think. You know? And uh, and the, there's the, the this weird thing... Like, I was thinking about this the other day that, like... I don't know a lot of of like real Mormons anymore. But I don't know a lot of people who weren't at one point Mormon. So most of my entire life and especially like my, like my social network, everybody grew up in the church and has subsequently left the church and, you know, consider it to be a a, a rough and damaging experience uh, organization. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's abusive. Yeah. It is. I mean, there's no getting around that. And, 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 but, but I, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's legitimately everyone that, that I know, save a a few people at work, but even at work, most everybody is in the exact same situation where we have one active Mormon in the entire company that I know of. And everybody else is just this traumatized ex-Mormon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it is. It is. <laughs> or or if, with a smattering of people who have moved in from out of state. And they're always like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? <laughs> what is wrong with Why are you? you all so upset about it? Get over it. Because <laughs> they have no skin in the game. So that, right. But you know what? There is something. And I think that you really touched on something. Uh, and I'm going to say it's almost particular to Mormonism just because Mormonism is such an odd duck. Yeah. But there is just something that is so difficult to escape mm-hmm. it's so difficult to escape like for example in 2004 um the lds church was spending millions and millions of dollars uh in a campaign here in utah mm-hmm. to change the constitution of the state of utah it was called amendment three yeah. they were trying to add when well, they were su- they were successful ultimately right. but they got into ballot initiative to change the constitution yeah uh, and that's when i chose to leave the LDS church. Mm. I chose to have my name removed in 2004. Um, but this is just how interesting it is. I received the letter and you, it's a whole process, right? You have to right. jump through the hoops. Well, I finally got my final letter saying that I was no longer a member of the LDS church. Right. And for those familiar with the LDS church, um, 
part of the dogma is the Holy Ghost, right? This idea mm-hmm. of the Holy Ghost, once you're baptized, you have this protection. The this gift l- yeah, of the, the Holy gift. Ghost. Thank you. Uh-huh. So you have this little buddy that kind of just, my buddy. Right? <laughs> you just have this little guy. This little uh-huh. invisible guy that just hangs out with you. Mm-hmm. And you're told this. So fucking creepy. Yeah, you're told it consistently and, you know, told how to keep the Holy Ghost and told if you do this, you're going to lose the Holy Ghost. Right. But it just really becomes this kind of second nature for you that you, you know, you think that you have the Holy Ghost. Well, and it's, it's that you're being watched. Oh, yes. Monitored. Yeah. And it, protected. Right. But it was the watching that really got to me. Creepy. I always felt like I was being watched no matter what I'd be completely alone. And I always felt that there were a set of eyes on me. And so like, I remember like when I started masturbating, right? <laughs> it was like, I remember thinking about how the Holy ghost was in the corner with a little yeah. steno notebook yeah. taking notes, how, how sad stroke three and stroke disappointed four, stroke five <laughs> stroke six. Stroke seven, stroke eight, 12 more. He's getting damned. (laughs) But no, I remember specifically, uh, sort of the Holy ghost and like, and, 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 and like the guilt of like, you know, like doing that in front of like the Holy ghost. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the fact that he probably didn't stick around for it. And that made me feel bad too. (laughs) You two kind of had a blast. But then it was also like deceased relatives that I figured were around too. Really? Oh yeah. Yeah. I figured my grandmother was very disappointed with me. How ancestral. (laughs) I mean, that's hysterical. Right. Hmm. You didn't have those kind of, well, I I have to be honest and then I'll get back to where I was in my story, but I don't know if I ever fully believed this stuff is, and I have to be honest. I Chris Lemon, you served a mission. I did serve a mission, and I feel like I forced... In a lot of ways, my mission was my beard from coming out of the closet, Uh, but that's a whole other story. I mean, yes, I believed it, and I wanted to believe it. Right. So let me say that. So now, back to the story of when I had my my name removed. So 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 different than you, I... It's not like I ever even felt like the Holy Ghost was real and following me around. Uh I mean, I wanted to, right? It was Uh something that I wanted to believe and wanted to buy into that protection, you Uh know, but I never really did. So, um, (laughs) so after all this political scandal with the LDS church, I decided that I didn't want my name to have anything to do with it. Right. Um, and so I had my name removed and they finally gave me this letter saying that I was free from the church. Okay. And the letter said that along with this, you will lose the companionship of the Holy ghost. And I don't know if it was just years of being conditioned, but it was like somebody had punched me in the chest uh-huh. and I was like, Oh my God, I have fucked up. <laughs> like I have fucked up. I can't get this back. But then, you know, what was great about, I would say two seconds later, <laughs> I started a belly laugh at just how funny it was to me. <laughs> I did. Right. I just started like guffawing at yeah. how hoodwinked I'd been. Hoodwinked yeah. is the word. Be- yeah. Because that even after like me having left the church for years, you know, uh-huh. knowing that I didn't want to be part of it, knowing that it wasn't for me. You knew it was bullshit. Knowing it was disgusting. Knowing yeah. the money that, that they were spending people's tithing money, yeah. people's fast offering money. And it was going to, you know, to fighting people's equality. Like it was just too much for me to stomach. Um, but after all that still, they were able to get me with yeah. that one comment. Like yeah. it hit me. I was like, Oh no, no, the, the, the tentacles are in deep, 
right? I mean, they really, really are. And I, and I remember having similar experiences and, and reactions sort of during my, my deconversion from the church. Um, specifically though, with like these, uh, I, it wasn't the letter that got me, but it was the, the having to remind myself of these weird little things that, that I, that I used to respond in certain ways, mm-hmm. right? Like all the judgmental crap. Oh, you know what? And, it's I, still and I would have to like, sometimes. I'd have to check myself every time that it would pop up of, uh, you know, judging people for saying something or doing something or whatever. And I had to just be like, no, that's like such fucking bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? But I knew that that I knew exactly where that came from. And I knew that it came from my Mormonism and, uh, because you know, you're taught and conditioned from a little child to fucking judge everyone, everything, everyone. Yeah. The condition of someone's home. Like, Oh yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything is judged. And from, yeah, because a clean home. Uh-huh. Oh yes. Is, yes. Is what you're supposed to be striving for. I still do that one. Pretty much. Yeah. Your house is clean. Yeah. Yeah. It looks great in here. Yeah. Thanks. Huh. <laughs> anyway. So what else do you want to know about me? Uh, we served a mission in Italy. In Italy. I was up in Northern Italy. Yeah. Um, I, my mission was actually kind of a blast. I, yeah. I mean, I wasn't a bad missionary. It's not like mm-hmm. I did drugs and smoked cigarettes or anything or right. had sex with people, but um, I didn't really, I just kind of did what I wanted and yeah. slept in and. Hmm. went sightseeing a lot. I went I, sightseeing a lot. I didn't do the sleeping in. I always, I usually had companions. I always, we would sleep in a little, but we were out of the apartment by 930. We, I, I mean, we, we did that thing. I was senior companion by six months, so it was kind oh, of okay. great. <laughs> so you'd condition these younger oh, yeah. missionaries to, to do your, do it your way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's nice. That's yeah. good of you. Hmm. Hmm. Um... Yeah, the mission. I don't... I've been having some weird stuff about my mission lately. Go on. Well, it's kind of like... I I used to always have the stance of, you know what? I got to go see a, an amazing country and live there for two years. Mm-hmm. And I learned a foreign language. And I got exposed to a different way of life. And... Uh, and I got to see a place at a resolution that like that is a tourist or, you know, just traveling through whatever you would never get to see you a had place. access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and you really see, you see it in, a, in an entirely different light, an entirely different way because of, of that experience. And I and I I treasure that I still do. But I used to allow that to on sort of tipping of the scales, you know, to justify the waste of those two years but you all yeah and also like let's look at what happens and what they do to uh, young men and young women Mm -hmm. um who choose to go on lds missions at such a young age 19 that's so young yeah um it's 18 now well and they i mean it's it's they subject them to these rules that are insane yeah the life you lead Uh uh-huh and you somehow like forget that you actually have choices as a yeah. missionary you forget that yeah. no i actually can sleep in or i can do this or no that, i mean that this is this is an important part of what they're trying to set up for the rest of your life mm-hmm. that you just trust your priesthood leadership no question and 
that you do what they tell you. Ew. Right? I mean, and you've already learned that you know that as a kid growing up in the church. But those two years on a mission are what solidify it. Do you know what? And that is that is what fully indoctrinates you into the cult. So you know how you are encouraged as a missionary to keep track of a diary, to keep a diary. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, a mission journal. Mm-hmm. I, a couple months ago, I fished mine out. <gasps> Did you really? And my, and my photos, right? Yeah. And I kind of thought it would be a fun experience. It was not. It was the exact opposite. Um, really? Oh, yeah, it was horrible. Did you keep a, a, a detailed yeah, journal? Yeah, I did pretty well. I wrote a couple times a week. Okay. Um, over two years, but reading those and seeing just literally how unhappy I was and really? just what a lie I was living. Yeah. You know, and all of, all of the journal entries about this testimony that I was trying to create, you right. know, this fake testimony, really, yeah, it was fake because I knew I was gay. I knew I wanted to have sex with dudes. Right. And I knew that really this mission was just kind of buying time. You know, I was, yeah. you know, that's really what it was for me. Um, and, you know, here's another thing. I think I kind of figured out why religion is bullshit, especially I'm just going to say Mormonism, for example, because I'm gay. Mm-hmm. So I want to have butt sex. Right. That's what I want. Right. Right. I want it. <laughs> so. Um, but they say that, you know, gay people can't have butt sex on earth. Right. And or nor in heaven. It's not like they're ever going to go to heaven and get to have butt sex. <laughs> So what you're telling me is if I'm good, according to them, and I put Uh, off what I really want, which is butt sex, (laughs) then I'll get into heaven, the celestial kingdom, where I'll never, ever be able to have butt sex, which is what I really want. (laughs) So I guess I just it's a it's a lose lose Mormonism. I guess I just don't understand. So when do I get to have the butt sex? (laughs) No, I'm serious. No, no, you'll stop wanting the butt sex. Chris. No, because because they also say Mormons also say like I mean, addicts who like yeah. want like my mom even I remember saying this to me. She goes, "People that smoke will want to smoke, but they won't be able. They to won't get be it. able to because they it's like prison. Yeah. You won't you won't have cigarettes. Right? They're a hot commodity in heaven. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So I mean, I just I think that I found the flaw in the logic here. <laughs> and it all comes back that's to butt the, sex. That's the flaw. Well, it's, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that that helped you out. Butt sex? No, to get out. Oh. Was, mm. Well, the, I mean, there, the was, desire there to... were several reasons that I knew that I needed to get out. But yeah. what was interesting, I left the church and came out of the closet the same day. Mm. And a lot of people don't have that experience, but to me, it was easy mm. to let go of the church. As soon as I was able to say out loud, I'm a gay man. Yeah. As soon as I was able to own that. Right. As soon as I was able to even more than own it, like celebrate it. Right. That day. Yeah. You know, I was easy. It was easy for me to let go of the LDS church. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. No, thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. Um, I always like to, you know, it's always nice to get to know a new guest host, you know, so thank you. Yeah. Um, I'm an open book. Yeah. Clearly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And if you'd like to, you know, share your 
your stories about butt sex or whatever, um, you can uh, email us podcast at thinkgodimatheist.com or R-E butt sex (laughs) (laughs) or you can call and leave us a voicemail message the telephone number is 424-666-8442 find us on Facebook facebook.com slash TGI atheist and you can also search for the TGIA members only lounge and request to join Uh, it is a closed group that's what makes it awesome Uh, it's moderated and uh, and we don't just let anybody in but we will let you in um, if you'd like to, it's like the celestial kingdom, <laughs> but we allow but butt way sex. more fun. <laughs> yeah, way, way more fun. Um, and uh, big thanks go out to um, the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their music, and Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. Um, and of course, thank you, Chris, once again for for coming in and sitting in for Dan. Anytime, my pleasure. It was a fucking blast frank <laughs> well, it was a blast having you here chris Thanks. uh and uh yeah thank you our dearest of listeners uh for listening and uh we will be back next week with dan and uh and all of your emails and voicemails and uh and yeah thanks so much thanks for listening bye bye